Hello and welcome. My name is Kelly Rennie, trainer to busy mums, author of Busy Mum Syndrome and creator of the Busy Mum Programs. This podcast is for females who want to not only improve their health, find out the latest life hacks and create the ultimate happy life ahead with ease and flow. Don't forget to visit us on our website, busymumfitness.com and try our new leading supplements on busymumhealth.com. I'll see you in there. Hey everyone, welcome to one of our first podcast series. It's Kelly Rennie here, Health, Fitness and Life Hacks. And I am so super excited to be bringing you Angie Saunders today because I know that what we're about to learn in the next 20, 30 minutes is not only going to benefit your health, your happiness, your life, your future, and I think everything around you, and it's such a simple thing, we do it every day, but I would like to welcome Angie. She is the co-founder and CEO of Breathe Me, executive breathing coach, author of the award-winning book, Lower Stress Naturally, and she also has her own podcast as well, Breathing Edge Podcast. So I would like to welcome you, Angie. Thanks for coming on here. Thanks, Kelly. Welcome. So I just want to start off with something that you've put here. You've put breathing is not just for survival. It's a foundation for feeling better. Can you expand on that a little bit? Mm. How deep do you want to go? <laughs> you feel as though potentially our mums would like to understand it. Yeah. Okay. I'll, well, how about it probably might be worth giving you a little bit of backstory for me and that'll probably answer the Absolutely. question. Absolutely. And exactly <laughs> one part we've missed is, um, you know, Angie is also a busy mum of two beautiful girls who also go to the same school as mine. So she's a total understanding of potentially our listeners right now. But yeah, dive in, let us know. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. So look, I come from, I wasn't always living in Australia. So I started off, well, actually left Los Angeles and moved to Holly or from Hollywood to Frankston, Victoria. And really, yeah, it was a big shift for me. I mean, coming from a very fast paced world where I was both in front of the camera, behind the camera, I was junior production coordinator, as well as singing, acting, dancing. So there was a lot that I was doing. And at times I was up to about 90 hours in a work week. And, you know, that's kind of like, okay, in your twenties, but I was hitting 25 going like, all right, I don't think I can handle this anymore. And what's next in my life. And, and then that's when I met Shane and fell in love, moved to Australia to be with him. And that was 12 years ago. So when I moved here, what was the difficult part was the starting over. And, and I think we all go through that, especially as moms, we all start our life over at different phases in our life. And yeah. this for me was like probably one of the biggest jumps that I had ever made, literally from the other side of the world. And then going from being single for three years to now moving to the other side of the world for somebody that I didn't really know very well. Now, luckily for me, it worked out really well. And he, um, he was always an advocate for me. So his background was in the military. He was a trainer to the Navy divers. He was assigned to tactical assault teams and, you know, trained them, trained the SAS selection soldiers as well. So his background in, in fitness and, and peak performance is very, very deep. And when I came to Australia, he was just like, just take it easy and just find out what you need, take as long as you need. And for me, I'm like, I'm a goer. So I was like, I got started working straight away. And, I was, and you know, then we got pregnant, well, married first and pregnant and then had a baby. And then I went through postnatal depression. 
You know, and I'm sure a lot of moms out there can experience, know or know what that's like. They like one in three mums that I talk to suffer from some form of postnatal depression, anxiety, and stress. So it's um, totally relevant. Yeah, yes, absolutely. And then throw in there, not only newly married, new baby, new country, new career, you know, we're starting our own business. So entrepreneurial startup business, it was, (laughs) yeah, go startups. It was very, very intense. And by the time second baby came around, I felt like I was just barely surviving. I was just barely getting by. And what that looked like for me is that I wasn't sleeping very well. I was becoming very angry and cranky and very snappy and getting angry at my one-year-old for not listening, you know, like really, you know? And so I was like, this is not me. And Shane's like, how about, you know, and we, I had gone through becoming an you know, spent at this time about 10 years in like landmark education. So I was big in, in, in self-development, you know. And I landmark, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, got out of that and then got into NLP and became a master practitioner, became a master hypnotist, became, I was like trying to turn my life around and going like, this is not what I want. I want something else. And looking at all those modalities to get me there. Now, the good news is, is I kind of knew what I needed to do, but the unfortunate news was that there was a missing link between knowing how to feel better and feeling better. So then Shane's like, let's get into this breathing thing. Let's try this out. And I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, breathing and cold water. Right. I was like, can't you find something else a little bit less intense? (laughs) Life is intense enough as it is. Right. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, I'll give it a crack and started a regular breathing practice because I was desperate for something, anything, and then started getting in the cold water. And then a very fascinating thing happened after a couple of months of being really intentional with breathing and getting into cold is all of a sudden it was like my body forgot to react to my children that were triggering me or Shane that was triggering me. An automatic response. Uh huh. So that automatic response that was in my body was starting to dissipate so I could actually make a choice before the reactivity came. And that was when I was like, there's something to this. It gave me goosebumps talking about that. (laughs) Yeah. So what I didn't realize is that how important the role uh, of breathing plays. Really, if we want to get down into the science part of it, it has everything to do with CO2 and O2 levels in the body. Everybody thinks that we need to breathe more so we get more oxygen, but that's actually the reverse there's benefit in breathing less. (laughs) The misconception is that CO2 is not good for us, that it's not good for our body. People think it's a toxin, but it's essential for releasing oxygen into from the bloodstream and into the tissues and oxygenating the body. If you don't have that correct balance, you've got too much oxygen in the body and not much getting into the tissues. Do you mean that that's breathing slower and deeper? Is that what you're meaning when you say that? Yes. Yeah. Now I'll have a caveat onto that as well. The yeah, why yeah. I say it with a little bit of a caution is because everybody, how they breathe is unique to them. It really yes. is like a thumbprint. And when you're stressed and you're anxious, it totally changes as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it expresses in different ways. So if mm-hmm. you think about it, from the moment that we take our first breath, that's mm-hmm. a pretty dramatic experience. <laughs> <laughs> Go from being amphibious to like land breeding can be intense for a little itty bitty baby who does nothing but feel everything. 
So then these little um, mini traumas get registered in the body as we grow. So around the developmental phases around five, between five and 12 years old, there's there's loads of little mini traumas that happen as we're growing and going through the different lifeline, you know, the different areas of life. So if we have to think it, like if we store all of these little mini traumas in the body and we don't have an effective way of releasing that energy, then we have a tendency to hold on to a lot of tension and ignore it because the show must go on. And we do. And I think, you know, many mums do have that element of stress and anxiety. And I just related before when you are sitting there and I do this as well, you know, when you catch yourself yelling at your kids, but it's an automatic response of your body. And over the years, I don't you know how many people know, but I suffered chronically from panic attacks, stress. I was medicated. I even had agoraphobia and it was quite funny. You know, I'm 39, I was going to say 38, but I had my birthday. <laughs> you know, I, there's that aspect of years ago, they didn't even tell me it was more so put you on medication. And then after being on medication for a few years, no one ever told me about breathing. Mm-hmm. And this was the sad thing. And there's times in my life now as an older adult where I will know that I can tell when I'm stressed straight away because of my level of breathing. But even when I'm stressed around the kids, it is does feel like an automatic response. And then you're like, oh my God, why did I do that? How did I do that? And it's like that tension in the body. Mm-hmm. I think it's because we give so much energy. It's like that moment of snapping going like, hang on, I have not given back to myself. I'm not replenishing my own personal energy. Yeah. And it's like, you know, Shane tells me this or reminds me this often when I need it. And it's like, you know, the best me is the best for everyone else. If I turn my yes. attention towards me and make mm-hmm. sure that my energy is good, then it's a lot more fun to be around me. It's a lot yeah. more enjoyable to parent and, you know, be in a relationship. So it's like oh, exactly. We, you know, if we want to better ourselves, you know, if we want to better people around us, we've got to better ourselves. But let me ask you this question, kind of, because it kind of goes in flow. What is it? Why is it that we forget to breathe and why is it, how is it that we put ourselves in this state? That is a really great question. Mm. Because our breathing is both automatic and manual, Mm. we don't think that we need to do anything about it because it just does it without thinking. It's an autonomic system. I've just remembered to breathe right now. (laughs) I think I was holding on after that question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then that's an interesting thing too. So these are like, if we were to talk about like the little mini habits, old ancient body, new modern mind, right? So if we're, if you think ancient body, so say for instance, we look at an animal in the wild, what do they do when they're hunting or concentrating? Take a cat, for instance, they get down into their haunches, they hold their breath, they focus, and then they pounce. But the thing is, is that what we do is we hold our breath and we focus and we put our levels out of balance. And then we just think that we're just highly stressed, but really you're just like, you know, we call like taking budgie breaths or taking like little teeny breaths just to focus and concentrate. But if you can catch yourself more often and remember to take a breath. In fact, when you sigh in your yawn, it's already inbuilt in the body. When you sigh or when you yawn, your body is trying to reset those levels and then what does society do? Oh, cover your mouth. That's really rude. Well, it's not rude. You're actually just trying to feel better naturally. <laughs> yeah. And you do, you get in those situations where you are tired or like when I'm nervous, I'll start yawning because I'm not breathing properly. Mm-hmm. And then for me, cause I have suffered from panic attacks. I then get mixed up with my breathing. I'm like, okay. And then I'll have to cough a little to, I go through this thing where I have to cough to actually get like a deep breath in and 
for me, I just resonate with this all so well. I even had to learn a few Bowen moves. I don't know if you know Bowen mm-hmm. therapy to mm-hmm. release at the abdomen. Um, and I'll come back to that question because I wanted to talk about things that go with that. You know, you're a busy mum. Obviously, you've mentioned a few things, but how we haven't even gone into the technical side of how to do this yet. But I just wanted to get some broader questions so mums understand just what the next stages are. But on top of that, are there any other things that have helped you as a busy mum with this form of technique and what you do? Yeah. Well, the beauty of it is that you're doing it anyway. (laughs) So it's not like you've got to get gear on. No, I know. I keep thinking like there's a special thing and you've got to like, breathe through one nostril and then the right nostril isn't don't don't you do that though I've seen people do that like obviously yeah it was probably quite a broad question but no look and it's a great question because here's the thing like we have heard this before I don't have time to breathe (laughs) you know and you think about that's so silly because we're breathing anyway right and it's the same thing you know mums we put out so much energy we we feel like we don't have time to have a mindfulness practice or a self-care practice because there's so much that we do throughout the day it's like you fall into bed and you go like you think back and go there was no time in that day that I could do something for myself so for me I'm like I can do this on the go and I can feel better in as little as three minutes and it's just would you say the three big you know things that impact you when you are doing this Mm -hmm. so the biggest thing is really increasing awareness around your breathing throughout the day so say for instance for me I was noticing I was getting really cranky and snappy when I was around dinner time and then I realized I was holding my breath as I was cooking and it was throwing my CO2 levels out and dialing me up to cranky. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh, oh my gosh, that sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, it's at the end of the day, you know, there's that hormonal drop, you're exhausted and, and then you've got to finish the day strong and you're like, how am I going to do this? So it's the same thing. It's like those transition periods when you're going from waking up in the morning to daytime from daytime dropping the kids off and then going to work, from going to work and then coming home. And sometimes these days, a lot of us are working from home. So it's like, how can you manage your energy in those transition phases and not bring stuff from the previous phase into this phase? So daily, I just notice that even when I'm at my computer, I have a tendency to hold my breath because I'm concentrating. So you call that email apnea or you, (laughs) this is all relevant. It's the ancient, it's the ancient body. It's the ancient body, modern mind. So if we can bring that conscious awareness, when you start to feel icky or irritated or doubting yourself or feeling like, I don't know if I can do this or exhausted and you think you need your fifth cup of coffee for the day, it's actually, no, you just need to energize the body and you can do it naturally using your breathing, but bringing more conscious awareness throughout during the day. So say for instance, we have this thing in our household where we do three sighs and one yawn. So try it. Like if you go down through the nose, out through the mouth. (sighs) Relax the body when you exhale, inhale, let it go. And then drop your chin, drop your jaw, open up the back palate of your mouth and see if you can conjure up a yawn. <sighs> yeah. And what, see what happens? Yeah, you just feel more relaxed. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, so it's like you can change your state as little as like one breath. Quite that we could mm-hmm. teach our kids. Sorry, this is something oh, yeah. that we could, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've got, we've got this track. It's like a three minute track for anger where you breathe kind of like angry breathes. It's slightly intense. 
can be, and then finishes from relaxation. I had a mum come to me. I was at a brunch the other day and she's like, I've got your app. She goes, I play my three minute angry track with my 11 year old son when he gets angry. And at the end of it, he's bawling his eyes out and we're hugging and we're talking it out. And I'm like, how beautiful is that? Because that's exactly how, like we designed these tracks for this, because for me, I was very angry and cranky and I would get angry and I would actually have to take myself away and go and angry breathe and come back and be human and have a human conversation instead of having an angry conversation. And it was a very different relationship I'm now developing with my children and with my husband because I can go and manage my reactivity and then come back and do something different. In any kind of home life, if we actually did that to handle our relationships with our partners as our kids and been doing this now for over a decade training mums, it's so prevalent. It's such something that anger and stress and emotions, and it's something that we all need. And it also just involves what we're doing already, but potentially in a different way. And just to have a think about it with relationships, is this something that's going to help a mother's sex life? <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that up. Yes. Okay. Well, here's a fun fact because I, this was my experience as well. It was like, I was having a hard time orgasming. And I found out that it's kind of like 30% of women have this sort of an issue. And it makes sense because when you go to orgasm, it actually turns on systems in the brain very similar to an epileptic seizure, <laughs> which, eat, yeah, which eats up a lot of oxygen. So our brain straight off the top takes 30% of the oxygen in our body, Right. So if we don't have enough of a balance of oxygen and CO2 in the body or in the bloodstream, then the brain will actually not allow us to have an orgasm because it can't handle that big burst of energy. So I was like, oh my gosh, that makes me feel like so much better. There's nothing wrong with me. I just need to relax. 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 <laughs> we actually used to do a meditation, breathing meditation before. And we, we actually looked at sex as like a ritual that we do together. Kind of like you stop and you have a meditation practice for us. It was like, okay, it's, let's stop and let's reconvene. And we would do a meditative breathing practice, get the oxygen flowing in the body, do the work to shut down the busy mind and just get into the body. And then it was just so much better to connect. And then I could actually start working through a lot of the sexual issues that I had built up over my lifetime. Because I think that we all have traumas, sexual trauma. Exactly. I think many do. And there are many partners, you know, not having sex or finding it difficult to communicate about that. So, you know, if you're actually putting time aside and making time for, you know, you and your partner to do it, I think, you know, the benefits outweigh itself. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to talk quickly, like moving on from that, if breathing helps us in that, all these areas, they're obviously going to help us in personal growth and mm. our life ahead. It's not just going to be one thing, is it? No, no. Well, you know, you think about it like breathing is an inspiration. It's another word for spirit. It's another word for chi, energy. It's the key driver for our vibrancy. So if we want to be vibrant and healthy and be always doing the work and have the energy to implement our big goals that we have, or even have the energy to, to, to parent your children like that, sometimes we don't even have that. So I always have a look at it like this. It starts in the physical body. So if we can start doing a little bit of work on the mechanical aspects of how we're breathing and start opening and unlocking the breathing mechanism, 
then it creates a better flow of energy in the body. So if you have a look at, like, if you feel locked up and you just can't get a good breath, it's difficult to breathe, then it feels like life is just difficult. And it's like how you breathe is it is can be a reflection of how you experience life in general. So if you're anxiety. Yes, yes. And I'm sure you're going through a very pivotal time in life, a big transition, lots of things. So it makes sense. But cognitively, doing the cognitive work I found for myself didn't actually take away the anxiety and panic because I could not think my way out of panic attacks. And I tried. (laughs) (laughs) And the more I thought about it, the worse they got. (laughs) Yes. And, And it does work like that vicious cycle. There's a physical response. It feeds the thoughts of the brain. The brain then sends signals back down into the body and then they start going through this vicious cycle of panic and anxiety. So if you can interrupt that pattern. So a lot of the work that we've done, I mean, we've done breathing and breath work from all the way from transformational type breath work to breathing behavioral science and how if you want to break a pattern, you can interrupt it with your breathing. So say, for instance, if I'm angry, instead of doing angry yelling, I would go and do angry breathing and come back and release the energy out of the body and have a better conversation. So it's like you're interrupting patterns. And uh, it's just like anything. All of us need to improve our lives. We're in a day and age where there's so much more stress. You turn on Facebook, there's fear. We've already got our families, our kids, and something like this, I think, needs to be taught more. Do they teach it at schools? I mean, how is it that you facilitate it? Is this something that you do one-to-one or in groups or with your meditations? How do you do it? Yeah, so both. We've got a group that we breathe with from all over the world. They log in and we take them through movement and breathing, unlock the mechanics, but also have an experience around breathing and releasing tension. We do one-to-one work. It's interesting because a lot of it is like people ask a lot about how you can help breathing for your children. And what we found is that like (laughs) in the very early days, we're like, just breathe. You know, it's like if somebody tells you to breathe, you want to punch them in the face, right? (laughs) You're like, screw you, right? (laughs) You relax, yeah? (laughs) So what we found, and it was just by leading by example, you know, if we want our children to be able to emotionally regulate, we've got to show them how to emotionally regulate. If we want them to be able to breathe better, we better show them how to breathe better because they're watching. They And they're like molecularly connected to us as well. So as we relax, so do they. So when it comes to breathing techniques, very simple, three signs, one yawn. And then we do teach a lot about like in our master classes, we talk about breathing through the shapes. Some people have probably heard of like box breathing, square breathing, you know, where you inhale, hold, exhale, hold, you know, breathing yeah. in the shape of a box. And there's triangles and circles and they all have like different energetic qualities that they elicit within the body. It really is about starting off with those shapes and then understanding how the mechanics work. And then you become control in control of your own personal energy. It's just so funny going back to what you said before about what your kids pick up. Because sometimes I go like that. And then the other day I hear Eden, six sugar. Yeah, you know, like copying the exact same. I'm like, oh my goodness. It was just my breathing. Sometimes I do it, not even in that way. It's more like a sigh. And then I heard Eden do it, who's six years old. I was like, oh my gosh. But we kind of do a thing at night. And this is just our little practice where we put our hands on our hearts and we um, do three big deep breaths in and out, breathe through your nose, out through your mouth. And then we tell each other what we're grateful for that day. And it really does make a difference because, you know, I always say that I'm grateful for her being courageous, kind little girl. And the other day something happened and I think Bayer and Eden were having like a little, you know, argument and 
Eden turned around and said, I'm courageous and I'm kind, you know, so she's kind of, and you've just got to think in every area of our life, and I know that was a bit of a tangent, every area of our life, our kids do pick that up. Mm-hmm. And are there, are there other modalities that go with the breathing that you recommend? Like obviously, you know me on a personal level as well, I've started to do the cold therapy, obviously oils, but what is it that you recommend to go alongside it? Hmm. Well, if we have a look at why I use breathing, it's really for really great personal energy. So that way it's easier to connect with other people. It's easier to connect with my children. It's like, you know, I'm a better person. So I look at what supports that and it comes down to mitochondrial health. Like it's energy. That's your engine room for the body. So I'm like, oh, how can I nurture the very thing that is powering up my body. So then I look at what supports mitochondrial health. Like it's going outside on a regular basis, connecting with nature, walking on the ground barefoot. It's drinking plenty of high quality water. Really, it's like the main things that power your mitochondria is hydration, water, oxygen, and sunlight. Yeah. And most of us aren't getting that. You know, when I talk to a busy mom, the first thing I say is even before I talk about nutrition, I say, how much water are you drinking? Mm -hmm. And most of them aren't. They're drinking five cups of coffee a day. Mm -hmm. They're drinking their wine. They're skipping meals. But then I'm like, what? your body's up to 70% water. How is your brain meant to flow? How's your Mm -hmm. kidneys, your liver meant to function? Let's start with what's important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, whenever our kids are cranky, we're like, how much water did you have? And it's usually none. And we're like, you wonder... That is very valid. And, and then I would probably throw in the, the fourth thing would be about movement because sometimes if we're sitting down all day long, it's going to create some pains in our back or wherever it comes to fruition for you. For me, it's the head, neck and shoulders, creates jaw tension. So if I'm not consciously bringing awareness to that and movement to those areas and getting out and going for a walk or moving my body in such a way that keeps it loose and vi- and vibrant, then it's probably not a very nice thing. Shane says his rendition is, is like the slow process of dying is dehydration and stiffness. So if we can stay hydrated and I agree. <laughs> yeah, then we're doing all right. <laughs> well, heading into a different age, well, I don't even want to talk about that side of it. And negative way but like we really should focus on being fitter and healthier the older we get Mm -hmm. because we only have one body and what are the things what are the basic things that we could do stay hydrated feed our body with nutrients move to support our joints our hips all the things that go when we're in our you know 60s 70s 80s but this is just even the most logical way is learn how to breathe properly. Mm. And none of us do it. Well, not a lot and not enough people do it. Agreed. And the elasticity in our lungs start to drop off from 25 years old. So that should tell you something. <laughs> we even say with all of with all the clients or, you know, we've worked with and breathed with well over a thousand people, both in person, virtually. And what we've noticed is that like around, you know, after 30, you know, this already too, after 30, things just don't start working. 29. <laughs> I've lost 10 years. 29. Through yes. <laughs> <laughs> <Free> breathing. <laughs> there, there you go. There you go. Well, you do, you do, main, you do age really well when you breathe really well. I agree. Well, so yeah, I'm so thankful that you've been on here. There's been some really, you know, important points that I think more mums and more humans need to listen to. And if you are suffering, 
with these kind of things like your stress, anxiety, you know, wanting to feel better during the day, removing that three o'clock crash, clarity, not arguing with your kids. And just, I think it's just how could we be an all over better human? This is something, you know, that we all should consider, including myself. Now, where can everyone find you? Because I would love for everyone to go and follow you and know your work and what you do, because I know it's very powerful. Obviously, we've got your website at breatheme.com, but where else can um, our followers find you? Yeah. Well, if you search for Angelina Saunders, you'll find me anywhere, <laughs> everywhere. But, you know, really, we nurture our, the people in our group, the Breathing Edge Facebook group. That's a really great place to go. We do some tutorials. There's some units of learning in there, as well as being able to answer any sort of questions that people have. Because as you can imagine, the issues that people have with breathing are, you know, the list is very long. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think really, I think at, at the end of it all, it's not really about doing more. It's about doing less, but having a greater impact. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that comes down to it's the foundation of feeling better if we can focus on that. Well, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed talking to you and maybe we can get you on one one day again to dive in a little bit deeper anyway. But I know today would have helped many people out there and got them curious about, okay, well, maybe this is what I need to do to move forward to better my health on top of the other things I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I And thank you for what you do as well. I think the more people that support the mamas, the better this world is going to be. So love your work. Thank you. Oh, no, thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Ange. Thanks. Awesome. That was really cool. Thank you. That was You're awesome. Welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time for listening to our Busy Mum podcast today. As a little free gift to get you started, go to busymumfitness.com dot com forward slash seven day planner and get seven days worth of amazing delicious recipes also please don't hesitate to give us your feedback or leave a review or even send us an email with your thoughts or suggestions for our next podcast we love hearing from you busy mum fitness is all about team all about community and providing you with the latest information to get you the results you deserve with ease and flow i'll see you soon